the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Free Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Free Show. And again, I feel privileged and honored and humbled for sure um, of being on this show. And every week, you know, it's been uh, over 10 years, 10 and a half years now, where uh, coming up with subject matter and something that's pertinent to the here and now and uh, always keeping God in the center of our thoughts and our principles and our decision making, um, I find that it's difficult. It's difficult for me, and I'm sure it's probably difficult for you, too. And uh, looking at your life and your life story or your journey as I look at mine, um, I'm just thankful for those second chances, those chances where, you know, you might have gone down a wrong road or you might have made a wrong choice in your life. And it's just nice to know that we do have second chances. There was a time when I first started uh, thinking about and and getting prepared for the show where I'm driving and I was praying and I was asking the Lord, you know, what do I talk about and and how do I put this together? And this was really early on. And what he said to me was rewords. And rewords is something uh, when I first began the show that I always would uh, take a reword. I, I had them all written out and I would take a new word each week. And I've stopped doing that. And I think I need to get back to that. And so when I was driving today, I was thinking about second chances and that the rewords are second chances, revive, relive, restore, renew. It's on second chances, isn't it? So if you look at all your rewords, it's all about that. It's all about second time, maybe third, maybe fourth for some of you, maybe 10th, uh, hopefully not 100th, but maybe 100th. Uh, anyway, so our God is a God of second chances and the rewords are what that's all about. So repurpose just came to my mind. So I'm going to get right into this. So when Moses wanted to understand more about God so that he could speak with authority to the people of Israel, God passed by him and proclaimed he is the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. I look at what's going on in the world right now and I ask the question, are we being slow to anger? There's a lot of things that I know for me I'm seeing that I get angry about. I get angry because people aren't loving one another. People are divided. The simplest of things can cause such a huge blow up and blow out or even a real fire. And, uh, you know, just uh, the decisions that are being made and the lack of protection that we currently have. It's hard not to get angry. And I think there's a time, you know, 
the Lord didn't like it when um, people in the marketplace were marketing outside the temple, and he got very angry. People say, oh, God, you know, we shouldn't get angry. Oh, yeah, we should. You know, we should get angry about things that are wrong. It's what we do with that anger that makes the difference. God is patient in giving us second chances, and not just one, but continual second chances. I'm so thankful for that. Micah 7.18 says, Who is a God like you, who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. God savors opportunities to offer second chances and is eager not to punish us when we truly seek forgiveness for our sin. Now, what's the key in that? When I read that, he savors opportunities to offer second chances. And he's not, he, he, he's eager not to punish us. But they also put in there for those that truly seek forgiveness for our sins. You know, in my business right now, I'm dealing with a lot of different things that normally I wouldn't have ever thought I would have to deal with. This COVID situation has put a whole new realm of difficulties and um, just issues that were not there before. And in that, I find that I'm, I'm looking at everything so differently. It's changing my thought process. And the goals are not the same goals as I was having before this hit. And when we're looking at life and we're looking at life's challenges, we do need to think about uh, if we've done someone wrong or if we are doing something wrong. For, for instance, I've hired people to do certain things. If something goes wrong, we have to identify the wrong, like what is the wrong, and then we have to identify how to fix it. And sometimes in that, we need to put a name on that. Who was, who was the decider? Who was the person that pushed that button? Who was the person that did or did not do what they were supposed to do? Because if we don't identify that situation, then the problem is going to continually happen because we don't have uh, accountability set in motion. So the message for me or my lesson for this, like this day right now is that I've been dealing with some people that are uh, responsible for important aspects of running a business. It could be in relationships, could be in ministry. It really, that is not the key uh, indicator here. It could be in any facet of our lives. But isn't it important that we need to accept responsibility for our actions and it's, it's really important for us to acknowledge that we made a mistake and that we are going to do what we can to correct it. The worst thing that you can do in a relationship or in business, and this is Sue Freeze talking right now from experience, is to try to ignore that something's wrong, something's not happening, and trying to like shovel it underneath the rug. Why? Because it will continue and it gets worse. I, I had a, a marriage counselor once say that, it's not the big crisis that causes marriages to fail. It's the little day-to-day things that aren't dealt with. And he gave me the visual of a, let's say, a snowball at the top of a mountain. And as time goes on and as that snowball comes down the hill and things aren't taken care of and things aren't taken care of, that snowball gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's getting more power and more speed because it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So... That whole visual for me is is that if I took care of that snowball at the top of the mountain and I dealt with whatever it is I needed to deal with or we needed to deal with, 
then we wouldn't have the snowball that blasts at the end when it's just so hard to pull the pieces apart and figure out how to fix it. Uh, I don't know why that visual came to me right now, but it did, and, and I'm hoping that's helpful. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing that to my my brain at the moment um, because it really helped me when I really like dissected that situation and realized that you know we can pretend things aren't really happening. We can pretend that there's nothing wrong, and when we do that, it doesn't go away. The problems aren't going away. They need to be dealt with. And again, in our anger, do not sin. So it's saying that not evaluate and figure out where there's a problem or there is a problem, but it's how we deal with those problems that sets us apart from other people. We need to be kind and gentle in spirit, but it needs we, we do need to have healthy boundaries, don't we? So in all of that, I'm hoping that the message here is if you feel a little tinge or a little tapping or a pull in your stomach and your gut, if there's something here that you've heard that you're saying, I'm guilty of that, or I need to be better at that, that's a good thing. That's what Sue Freeze's show is all about. That's, you know, thank you, Holy Spirit, and thank you, Lord Jesus, for bringing these things to our attention. In Psalm 139, it says, search me and know me, O God, and if there's any evil way, you know, make bring it to my attention and pluck it out. And that not that what we need to be doing constantly? We need to be searching for those areas that that maybe we uh, we could get better at because we should be striving for better, shouldn't we, every minute of every day? So getting back to this, we see this most vividly in God's offering up his only son, Jesus Christ, for forgiveness of our sins. As the Apostle Peter explained, Christ himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By this wounds you have been healed. 1 Peter 2.24, Jesus lived the sinless life. We couldn't live and died the gruesome death he should have received to offer us a second chance at life with God. So let's think a minute about the second chances in the Bible. Both the Old and the New Testaments bear witness to a forgiving God. Think of Moses, who murdered a man, Exodus 2, 11, 15. Jonah, who fled from God's command, Jonah 1. David, who committed adultery and had a man murdered, 2 Samuel eleven fourteen seventeen. It goes on and on. Um, Peter, who denied even knowing Jesus after spending three years with him, and that's Matthew 26, 69, 75, and other areas uh, with, the, with the Gospels um, where that became apparent. Each of these and dozens of other men and women like them in Scripture, stand as monuments of God's grace, Hebrews 11. I know just reading that, I know that I've had God's grace. And I think if you research yourself and and do a a self-analysis, you will find that you have experienced God's grace too. And that's a really wonderful thing. I'm just going to side note here and say that if you are feeling unworthy, if you are feeling that you uh, you, you don't feel that you have a right to feel value or love, then um, you need to experience God's grace. And how does that happen? By asking him into your heart and asking him to reveal to you, but also for you forgiving those that have trespassed against you and also to forgive yourself. The hardest thing, I think, for me has always been to forgive myself. I just had one of the, the gentlemen that work with me very closely. His name is Nate, and he works with me for I don't know how many years, but he's been such a loyal and concerned friend and um, he helps me with a lot of things in my business. 
And he said to me, because I feel frustrated right now in my business, just trying to make things happen better, cleaner, safer, that um, he says, Sue, you've got to understand you're trying to take all this on and you're, you know, you're beating yourself up when you've done so many things good. And I teared up because I thought to myself, you know, I'm being really hard on myself. And here's my friend telling me I'm being hard on myself and and not even giving myself any grace because I feel like there's so much more that needs to be done. And maybe you feel that way right now. Maybe that's where you're at. Um, My friend reminded me that his grace is sufficient and that, you know, we need to take a deep breath and just cut ourselves some slack. There's a lot going on right now, isn't there? There's so much going on. And it's really difficult to know the who, what, where, when, why. And and, uh, what we don't know can harm us. And so to try to figure everything out when masks on, masks off, uh, you know, even the symptoms have changed for COVID. They, they've got a new list of of the symptoms that um, could possibly be COVID. So it keeps changing and it's hard to know what's right. I mean, I've had people say, you know, masks are not good to breathe the masks. And for me as an asthmatic, I know for a fact it's not good for my respiratory system, but you're breathing in carbon dioxide. So it's really not a healthy thing to do for long periods of time. So, um, you know, cut yourself a break and step outside in the UVs and uh, get some fresh air. Uh, It's important that we do that. You're listening to the Sue Freeze Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5. And right now, you know, in all things give thanks, I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for the San Diegans that are listening right now. Just thank you so much for listening in and and being a fan or a friend or, you know, a listener. Venturians, too, and up Santa Maria, San Luis Obispo, and, of course, Orange County, L.A., and KKLA. I just thank you so much. We are syndicated, and there's other secular stations that are now taking on this show. And I just feel so amazed by that because these companies that are secular that are saying we need more of God on our radio station, I'm thinking, praise God. Praise God that we have that. Uh, so thank you again for listening to The Sue Free Show. And I would love, love, love to have you connect with me by going to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. I would love for you to go there and connect with me. I'm all about connection. You know, anything that's happened in my life, I can connect it to other people. It's relationships. It's things that have happened. And relationships are so important. And in this isolation of this situation right now, It's really causing havoc to our well-being. So just last night I had uh, my roommate, she made dinner, and I had a couple friends over, and my assistant came over because she couldn't get through the freeway because of a fire going up north, and so she ended up spending the night last night, and I have to say that it was such a fun time just having that social connection of being together and eating dinner together and laughing and talking and Wow, boy, I had no idea how much I was missing that. So it's really wonderful to be able to experience that again. And aren't we all looking forward to more of that? I know I am for sure. So getting back to this again, none stands taller than Jesus, of course, who said the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, Luke four eighteen nineteen. His ministry, he said, would be marked by fresh starts and second chances for those whom many view as outcasts. But Jesus doesn't envision his forgiveness stopping with him. 
Just as God is in the business of giving second chances, he wants his people to do the same. In fact, Jesus explains that forgiving others is tied to our own forgiveness. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. Did you hear that? That is pretty amazing. Ephesians 4.32, likewise exhorts, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. We need to forgive one another. And there's another verse somewhere that says, in the measure in which you forgive, you too shall be forgiven. So how important is that? God's people are to offer second chance opportunities because they have each been given the ultimate second chance in Christ. Proverbs even speaks of the virtue of unlocking second chances, saying, it is to one's glory to overlook an offense. Proverbs 19.11. I don't know about you, but I have offenses against me right now. Do you? And I'm called to overlook them. It doesn't mean lay down and let people roll right over you. It doesn't mean that. We have, to, we have to engage, maybe have a conversation, try to make a wrong or right, create an understanding that might not be there. And I'm hearing myself say this right now because that's not always easy to do when you've got people believing something that is their reality but really not truth. So it's very difficult sometimes, but we're called to do that. But are we? Are we doing that? And if we did, I don't know about you, but there's been times where I've anguished over a conversation that I really didn't want to have because I was concerned about the outcome or I was concerned about what was going to be, what was going to be said, or maybe I wouldn't have an answer. And after I had the conversation, I finally got enough courage to have that conversation. It went so well. Usually I would say 98.9% of the time it went so well that I was asking myself, why did I wait so long to have that conversation? Why didn't I just suck it up buttercup and, and do it a lot sooner? Wow, it would have just saved so much anguish inside my spirit if I would have just dealt with that right there, right then and now. And maybe that's talking to someone right now. Is there a conversation you're needing to have and you're not having it? Well, maybe now's the time. Maybe today's the time. Maybe when the show's over, maybe you pick up the phone. Maybe. I would love to hear about that. I really would. I'd love to hear about that. The Apostle Peter once came to Jesus and asked how many times he should forgive someone who sins against him. Surely seven times would be enough, Peter reasoned. But Jesus answered, you guys all know this one, right? I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Ouch. Jesus is not saying that holding someone accountable is wrong. Did you hear that? We do need to hold people accountable. We need to have healthy boundaries. Rather, he's employing figurative language to convey the idea of continual forgiveness. God's people are to give second chance as often as someone truly seeks it. This raises a very real concern, however. It can be confusing to discern the difference between offering continual second chances to a person and reconciling with them. That's very true, isn't it? I'm thinking about some incidences where that's different. Wisely extending second chances. A genuine second chance is a declaration that you are not holding someone's past against them, but still expect to see positive changes in their lives. 
That is so good. By walking alongside those who need a second chance, we can help bring God's healing into their lives and our communities. In business, I need to hold people accountable. I hold myself accountable. It's very important that I manage by measurement and that I hold people accountable. Are you doing that in your personal lives with your children? In business, of course. Thank God for second chances. It is wonderful to be grateful and to sing your praises, Lord Most High. It is wonderful each morning to tell about your love and at night to announce how faithful you are. Psalm 92, 1, 2. God loves to give second chances. Consider Jonah. God gave him a mission to tell the people of Nineveh to repent. But Jonah didn't like and wanted the people to experience God's judgment. So Jonah ran away from God and ended up in the belly of a fish. Still, God gave him a second chance. He'll give you one too. What do you do when he does? This is what you do. Are you ready? You live gratefully. I love that too because I was feeling so down in the dumps yesterday. And yesterday on my way to work, I realized I wasn't being as grateful as my heart needed to fill. So my entire drive, 20 minutes to work yesterday morning was listing all the things verbally out loud that I'm thankful for. I mean, and it changed my attitude. It built me up. I was smiling. At at first, I wasn't. I was down and I was feeling like beat up and drawn through the mud. And then after I was saying, thank you, Lord Jesus, for a house to live in. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for my family and my pets. And thank you, Lord Jesus, for this business and and the employees. And thank you, Lord Jesus, for our customers. And thank you, Lord Jesus, for a president. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for... And I kept going and going and going. And by the end of that, I just felt so full of gratefulness that it caused me to go from I don't know if I was going to do a thermometer, you know, down at the bottom and to all the way to like, I think I was maybe at a 80 and going from zero to 80 is quite nice. And it changed my whole tude. It changed my posture when I walked in the room. It changed everything about me and it can do the same thing for you. So that's how Jonah responded, at least at first. In fact, he thanked God before he had even been rescued. As for me, I will sacrifice to you with a voice of thanksgiving. That was Jonah 2, 9. When God gives you a second chance, do what Jonah did. Wake up every day with profound gratitude for the opportunity God has given you. And God has given you opportunity. As long as there's breath, there's hope. And understand that even though things are tough, they're so tough right now, it's hard, but we're alive. We're still in America. It's not the same America I used to know and you used to know, but it's still American. and it's better than a lot of other places we could be. And we need to continue to fight for what we love and for our freedoms. We need to have a voice, and it's up to each and every one of us to vote. It's up to each and every one of us to speak boldly about what we believe, what our thoughts are, and forgive those that trespass against us and you know, I, I, I remember this. It says, you know, love, love the person, hate the sin. And, and that's true. We do need to do that. Love the person, hate the sin. The Bible says it is wonderful to be grateful and to sing your praises, Lord Most High. It is wonderful each morning to tell about your love and at night to announce how faithful you are. Psalm 92. 
it's not just a one-time prayer. It's a lifestyle of gratitude. The psalmist sang God's praises every morning and every night. If you're alive and have blood flowing through your veins, your mission is still in front of you. No matter what has happened in the past, you can thank God for a second chance to fulfill his plan for your life. You need to do this for yourself, if not for anybody else, but you are ripple affecting other people that you come in contact with. We will be back with more in the part two of the Sufri Show. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for listening in again for part two of the Sue Free Show. And thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. And Ecola Termite has been around since 1983. And I just want you to know, if you know anybody that's looking for a new career, and it is a career, it's not a job, it's not a stepping stone to something else, it is a career, and it's a great career. We are hiring, we have six offices and we are hiring in every single office. We are moving, we are shaking, and it is the place to be. We have employees that have been with us 30 years, 25, uh, you know, I'm thinking about each face, uh, 19, 18, 17. We've got people that have been with us a very long time, and then we've got a lot of newcomers. I'm really looking for licensed people that have already had, not a driver's license, you need that too to drive, um, but a license that's relative to our industry. I'm really looking for that. 
But if you don't have that and you really feel like this could be something you'd be interested in, I'm definitely interested in talking to you. Go to termitelady.com. There's a one-page application you can fill out. And we would love, love, love to talk with you about the potential of becoming part of our team and our family. Um, We really care about each other and we care about our customers. And what we're doing is different than other companies are doing, and we like that. We like that we offer things different than other companies. So please get in contact with us. Also, I just want to put it out there that I would love to connect with you if you go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and tell me what, if you have prayer requests, if you have issues, and you need resources. I don't have all the answers. I don't. But God does. And I have resources, and I would love to be able to help if I can in any way. So connect with me. And the other thing I want to mention is the IMs that are free on my website, which gives you another reason to to click on that and, and get on there. There's a lot there. There's podcasts there, 10-plus 10, 10 years of podcasts, and you, you can learn something there. I'm sure we all can. Uh, but also the IMs. The IMs are three pages, and it's free. And they're who Christ says you are, because we have a lot, we have this other voice in our head that's telling us things that maybe we shouldn't be listening to. And if we can change that negative voice to a positive voice, God's voice, uh, it's really a benefit and it can help us grow and encourage us, especially in this time, because we need to know that the victory is ours, that he's fought the battle for us and that we have already won. The battle is won, but we might not see it right now. But we need to believe that because he tells us that we are victorious in Jesus' name. And I can tell you this, too. When you're feeling really stressed and you're feeling not powerful or empowered, say the name of Jesus. There's so many songs sung and written about the name of Jesus. So just say his name out loud. It's amazing how that can help you. So the IMs go there and push that little click button on print and get those for you and read them every day. And it will help you. I promise you it will help you. Okay. So focus on God's goodness in your darkest days. And this is by Rick Warren. When I had lost all hope, I turned my thoughts once more to the Lord. That was Jonah 2.7. When you feel hopeless, choose to think about the one thing you know will lift your spirit, the goodness of God. Now, some of us don't even understand the goodness of God. You don't. But you can ask him to reveal that goodness to God. Or there's things that have happened and you realize there's a person that came into your life and maybe they left, you know, a reason for a season and a person's there for a reason and a season and then they're gone. And it's really amazing when you think back of those people. And you could be one of those persons for another person. Just, you know, you're there for a specific purpose and then you go on to the next um, situation or assignment. But think about the goodness of God. How did Jonah do that? When I had lost all hope, I turned my thoughts once more to the Lord. Jonah 2, 7. That's the answer to hopelessness. You turn your thoughts to God. You think about his goodness, his greatness, his love, his fairness, and his kindness. In the New Testament, the Greek word for this is mantanoa, or repentance. Repentance doesn't just mean you stop doing bad stuff. It means you change your mind and look at life from God's viewpoint instead of your own. Corey Ten Boom, a survivor of the Nazi death camps, once said, If you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. If you look at God, you'll be at rest. I like that. How about you? Everything depends on where you're looking. 
As you focus your attention on God's goodness, look to his word. One of the verses I've leaned on during some of the darkest times of my life, this is Rick Warren's life, Psalm 27, 13, which says, I know that I will live to see the Lord's goodness in this present life. You know, I don't remember reading that scripture and having the same meaning hit me as that did right then and there. How about you? I know that I will live to see the Lord's goodness in this present life. That just came to life for me, and I hope it does for you too. It's a great reminder that God's purpose in your life is greater than whatever problem you are facing. Even though it may be difficult, instead of focusing on your worries, choose to look up and turn your thoughts once more to the Lord. Three miracles you can expect when you embrace God's mission. Another article by Rick Warren. The sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power, and they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. Again, Jonah one sixteen. When you embrace God's mission for your life, miracles happen. You know what this, there's, there's a theme here on Jonah, and I'm, I'm having a feeling that I need to go to Jonah, and I need to read this the Jonah story, even though I've heard the story many times from when I was very little, and I need to go read it again. How about you? I, I'm really like going, gosh, I got to go back there and read this. When you embrace God's mission for your life, miracles happen. I know that firsthand. I know that firsthand. Do you understand God's mission for your life? Do you understand that you were created for a purpose and that you need to fulfill that purpose When you understand that, it changes how we think. It changes how we choose what we do. It changes the priorities we set for our day-to-day life. It's amazing how just this one thought process can change so much in our lives. It's important that we plan. It's important that we understand what the goals are in our lives because without that, you can just go off and not even know that you've gone off trail. So you got to know the plan. You're going for something. In business, you have to do that. You know, you've got a number thing going, and and I'm working on that right now. It's like, okay, I'm here. I've dropped because of COVID. It's okay. Okay, how are we going to bring that? How are we going to make that up? And then how are we going to pursue and go further and higher and better? You know, what are we going to do differently? And how are we going to get there? This is where we want to go. This is the goal. And how are we going to make it? And you have to back backtrack to go, okay, daily, weekly, monthly. This is what we're going to have to do to accomplish that. And in life, we can do the same thing. If you want to make X, Y, Z for the year, you, you tell what that number is. You, you put a number in your mind. And then you work back. You've got 12 months. Work back 12 months. Work back. Okay, you can divide it up by how many days there are in, in the work week. Okay, and you figure out how much you need to bring in daily in order to figure out how you're going to make that happen. It's pretty amazing how that works. But it's having a plan and working your plan, isn't it? And God has a plan. He's got a plan for your life. You can see this in life of Jonah. God told him to warn the people of Nineveh that judgment was near, but Jonah didn't want to do it. So he ran in the opposite direction and boarded a ship far away from where God wanted him to be. In order to get Jonah back on mission, God sent a violent storm to stop the ship. Throw me into the sea, Jonah said, and it will become calm again. I know that this terrible storm is all my fault. That was Jonah one twelve. I definitely need to go back and read this. When Jonah finally obeyed God, finally obeyed God, three miracles happen. These same miracles will happen as you embrace God's mission for your life. Are you ready for a miracle? Are you? Number one, life calms down. Suddenly there will be peace. 
where there was previously a storm. Storms don't usually stop immediately, but this one did. God ended the storm the moment Jonah was tossed into the sea. God has a purpose for the storms you face in life. He may be trying to get your attention. His purpose is always greater than your problem. When you accept God's mission, he'll calm the storm sent to get your attention. Is God trying to get your attention? Number two, unbelievers will believe. Jonah was on a ship full of people who didn't believe in God. They were astounded that God stopped the storm when they threw Jonah overboard. And so the men were terrified of the Lord. They offered sacrifices and made vows to the Lord. Because a person who believed in God suddenly went the right way instead of the wrong way unbelievers believed. You probably have a friend or relative who isn't a follower of Jesus. Have you ever thought you might be affecting their willingness to put their trust in Jesus? Maybe your life and your choices are keeping them from coming to Christ. When you finally give 100% to God, your loved one will want what you have. Whew, that was good, wasn't it? Number three, God shows you mercy. The Bible says in John 1, 17, the Lord sent a big fish to swallow Jonah. That doesn't sound like mercy, but it was. Jonah lived after being tossed overboard in a storm because God sent a big fish to swallow him up. Some people think that if they come back and embrace God's mission, he'll punish them for all the time they wasted. That's just not true. Embracing God's unique mission for your life is the best decision you could ever make. He wants you to fill your mission, so he will welcome you back with open arms. Miracles will follow. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Isn't it encouraging and refreshing? Refreshing. There's a reword. I wrote down some rewords. Renew, refresh, revive, restart, reboot, regroup, relive. And I guess if you got a piece of paper out or if you're driving right now, I bet you can think of some rewords for you. I love the renew and restart one because that's second chances, but all the rewords are second time around. Ecola is a company of second chances. We have the most amazing stories with our employees at Ecola, and we're starting to videotape the stories because it's just so special, and, and it's what makes me... Um, I don't know, just feel like it's significant. It's, it's worth doing and fighting the fight when you have these stories of where somebody um, took the test seven times and failed and wasn't going to take it again. And if they pass this test, they're going to be able to be promoted. But because he failed seven times, he didn't want to go an eighth time. And it was Sue Freeze that said, you need to go one more time. You need to go again. And he's like, no, I don't want to go again. Oh, my gosh, how embarrassing. He went again, and guess what? He passed. And he's been with the company a very long time. And uh, he tells the story himself, so I don't have a problem telling the story. Because he's very thankful and very proud of himself for sucking it up and going the eighth time. So, you know, there's a lot of messages in that, isn't there? Never give up. Never, never, never give up. Right? That's one of the messages. Prepare. Be prepared. You know, in the Bible, it says, be prepared with the word, be prepared with an answer when someone asks you why. And sometimes that's difficult and sometimes it's easy, but we need to be prepared. 
I remember sleeping and I was somewhat dreaming and all of a sudden the word prepared came, be prepared. And I woke up and I said, be prepared for what? Be prepared for what? And basically it was the Lord just saying to me to be prepared. And that's not always easy, but when you're put in a situation I believe that especially our crisis or the situations where it's a negative where you've got to learn a lesson and then you pull yourself out of that or the Lord helps you pull yourself out of that, like the storm being thrown in and being gobbled up by a fish kind of story. There's a reason for that. And I believe that when you go through these trials and tribulations in your life, you know, some of it is suffering your own consequences for your own decisions, my mother used to say. And some of it, it's, it's a lesson we need to learn to help us with the next assignment. So it's preparing us for that next thing that God wants us to do. And when I, when I changed my focus and my thought process on that whole thing, it changed the dynamics and my belief system on where now it's not like I don't resent things that have happened. I just feel like it prepares me and makes me more aware and maybe more sensitive to things coming my way now. Um. Today, when I was talking about my friend and person that I do business with and where he said, um, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. I expect more out of me than I expect out of anyone else. And sometimes it becomes overwhelming. Now, some of you can relate to this and some of you can't. And I'm not saying this to pat me on the back at all. It's just that, you know, sometimes we do have to cut ourselves some slack. And maybe you need to cut yourself some slack right now. And I'm finding that I always have a comment. It's like I have to remind myself to breathe. And uh, I wrote a book on learning to breathe, and it's not a yoga book. It's an asthma book because when I was young, I had to learn how to breathe differently in order to get air. And those that have asthma understand what I'm talking about. It's position how you're sleeping or maybe not sleeping laying down but sitting up. Maybe you're upside down practically. That was my best position. Um, But I have to remind myself to breathe because I get so energetic and enthusiastic or stressed out that I tend to just stop breathing. And I have to go, and I really have to do that. And I'm finding that these days, even though I'm not really sensing the tension that I'm stressed, that I'm stressed to the level I'm stressed, I'm realizing that I'm having to breathe more. And if you are someone that's having to remind yourself to breathe or you're finding that there's habits that you do in order to calm your spirit, that maybe you need to pay attention more to that. And maybe it's an unthankful heart. Maybe it's an unforgiveness of yourself or someone else. It could be a lot of things. But if the goal is to to draw near to, to God, we need to understand who he is and who we are in him. And if the goal is, is to forgive one another and not, you know, not, not be angry and sin, then it's really important that we stay grounded in what's important. And when I was talking about the goal of money, like if you want to make this much money, the same applies for other areas of your life because it's successes aren't always money. It could be lifestyle, which money has something to do with, but it could be just the significance of making a difference in other people's lives. For me, as I get older, it's more of that. Um, But younger days, I was really trying to, you know, uh, make it happen Um, as if I had something to prove. But now it's more, 
I want to give back and I want to do more for other people that are needing help or I want to serve. And so you have to do a self-evaluation of yourself and what's important to you and what your purpose is that God created you for. And, you know, I, I think it would be very sad for any one of you to leave this world and feel unfulfilled with the significance of knowing that you fulfilled the purpose that God created you for. And it's not to put pressure on you. It's just to reach out, reach up, and ask the Lord, you know, what that is. What's his plan for your life? And I can tell you this, that what I've discovered is that things that come easy to you, they're not easy to everyone. And the things that come easy to you are probably an arena that you would do well in to help others. You know, like in school, I will ask people when I interview them, you know, what what subjects were you good at? Some would say PE, some would say math, some would say English, and some say history. Usually they will find that those areas are areas they do well, and they do well because they were created to do something with that. Um, PE, same thing. You know, our business... When I'm interviewing, um, you know, the guys that go to your house and go in the attic, um, they have to be agile. They have to be athletic because they're crawling and they have to squeeze into small places and they have to be okay with spiders and maybe a dead rat here and there. I know it's disgusting, but this is the life I live. So, you know, I mean, not everybody is cut out for that. But on the other hand, we need... Uh, We need inspectors. We need technicians. We need to learn how to mix, you know, how to do the math on products versus uh, water. And we need to know distance and square footage and, you know, products and science, ID bugs, entomology. I mean, there's so many avenues and aspects to the business. And then in the office, we need to know phone etiquette. We need to know how to answer the phone and answer it well. We need to smile before we pick up the phone. We need to ask the right questions and listen carefully to what the answers are of the customers that are calling. They're not all the same. They're calling us because they have a need, and we are there because we can fill it. But the the measure on how we do that is based on the questions we ask and listening carefully to the customer's response. And if we listen carefully, we can direct our conversation in the area we need in order to get that scheduled appointment to get them their free inspection or to price out a pest control service to know what would be best for them. So we individualize the best solution for them. We need to have the right answers. So I'm saying that because in all areas of our lives, if we are trying to help people, we need to ask questions. We need to communicate well. And we can ask ourselves, are we doing a good job at that. Are we are we seeking to understand or to be understood when we're in a conversation? Are we thinking about our next response or are we really listening to the person speaking? This wasn't part of my show today, but I feel it's so relevant. There's another reword. But I feel it's so relevant to our future that, you know, we can be so stuck in our ways and our belief systems that we don't leave any room to try to understand another point of view. And I think that in order to find that common ground to where we can move forward in our lives, we want to be in unity. We don't want to be a house divided because a house divided will fall. So we don't want to divide. We don't want to fall. We want to be united so we can stand. 
So how do we accomplish that goal? How do we find that middle ground where we can agree on what? And where is that level? And once we discover that, and once we know that, then we can move forward in coming up with solutions. Same in my business. You know, not everybody agrees with everything that I'm trying to do. Not everybody agrees with that this is the road we should take or, you know, should we do this service or should we do that service? And not everybody agrees on either or. But the thing is, is we have to look at the big picture and find out what the need is, what we are most apt to apply and be there to help. The same with us and our purpose in this world. What did God design you to do? And how are you going to fulfill that? So on your last days or at your funeral, when I picture me above looking down on my funeral, and I'm hoping that the people at my funeral are saying, you know, my day was brighter when Sue walked in the door. My, my, I just felt so much better when, when Sue was there. And I, I just want to have those kind of comments. I'm a better person because I knew Sue, Freeze. And don't you want that too? And how do we accomplish that? How do we accomplish that in our day-to-day of being kind and considerate? I, I have a situation where I have a parking issue, parallel parking in my, in my front of where I live. And people um, will park like half car lengths away from the car in front or behind. And I've written little nice little notes that I'm putting on people's windshields because five more cars could fit on this one street when we have parking issues and nobody has a place to park. I've written a little note kindly stating that if everybody parks close to either the front or the back and leaves like a foot, no more than two feet, then we will be able to fit more cars in and wouldn't that be nice for everybody? And it's just being considerate because maybe people haven't thought about that. They're just thinking about their car and, oh, they want to leave distance so people don't bang into their car. It's not that hard if you've got a foot, two feet in the front and the back. So I'm just saying we need to be considered in the smallest of things, in the smallest of details. So be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. Bye for now. Ah, it's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every other month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.